From WUSC-FM and HD1 Columbia, I'm Flynn Snyder. And I'm Trey Martin. This is Hot Topics from WUSC News. This show is all about the most up-to-date arts, music, and entertainment news in Columbia and beyond. This week, we're taking a look back at the life and legacy of actor Chadwick Boseman, what his actions on and off the screen meant to fans. We'll also tell you about a new music event from Historic Columbia that'll give audiences the chance to see live music. Yes, I said live at one of Columbia's historic sites. And we'll sit down with the owner of the newly opened Market on Main. We'll discuss everything from running a restaurant during the coronavirus pandemic to helping showcase local music. That's all coming up on Hot Topics. First, the news. Live from WSC News, I'm Ward Jollis. Coronavirus numbers took a huge plunge on Tuesday. The university's COVID-19 dashboard now says that the total number of active cases on campus has fallen to 654 students and faculty. This down from over 1,400 active cases last Thursday. But this follows a testing period in which only 507 people were tested. Last Thursday, the university shut down on-demand saliva testing on Davis Field after a key lab staffer running the test got sick, preventing people on campus from getting tested and less symptomatic. Testing reopened yesterday, but the university says they can only process 200 tests a day now, down from over 1,000 last week. Many students, frustrated with the lack of testing, took their concerns to the president's house this morning in a peaceful protest. When do we want it? Now! When do we want it? When do we want it? Now! Students at the protest were calling for increased testing capacity, a push for fully online learning, and action from state legislature. The internal rivalry between Gamecock quarterback Ryan Alinsky and Colin Hill continues this week. As WSC's Nick Harvey reports, the two football players both have shown their fair share of talent over the past two weeks, but there's still some time before head coach Will Muschamp has to make a decision. The Gamecocks have seen the quarterback battle ramp up recently, as current starting quarterback Ryan Helensky and transfer quarterback Colin Hill have made big moves in the chance to start this season. Mike Bobo said that Colin Hill has shown a large caliber of talent in his throwing skills, and considering that he would be the veteran, is seeming to fit right in with Coach Will Muschamp's system. Quarterbacks won Player of the Day awards in different weeks, Helensky winning after the team scrimmaged last week, and Hill, who won it most recently this week. Although Hill would be the more experienced of the two, Will Muschamp said that Helensky has taken big steps forward to earn his spot as a Gamecocks quarterback again this season. For WUSC, this is Nick Harvey. DEC announced only 250 new cases of coronavirus in the state of South Carolina today. This is the lowest daily total since early June. But health officials at DEC warn that the low numbers are being influenced heavily by less testing, as testing rates are currently at a three-month low. DEC also announced 29 additional deaths from the disease, bringing the South Carolina death toll to 2,800 since March. One of the vaccines in late-stage trials for use against COVID-19 has been put on a temporary hold after a participant in the trial became ill. While it's unclear if the vaccine caused the unexplained illness, AstraZeneca, the company developing the vaccine, said a temporary safety halt was necessary before further testing. WSC Stephanie Allen reports. The AstraZeneca trials for a vaccine to treat COVID-19 have been temporarily suspended because a patient became ill after receiving the shot. It has not been determined whether or not this illness was a side effect of the treatment. The trial began at the end of last month and aims to recruit up to 30,000 adults in the U.S. Moderna Incorporated and Pfizer and BioTech 
are in late-stage trials for COVID vaccines. President Trump recently suggested the vaccine was coming, perhaps even before a, quote, very special date. In response, Democratic nominee Joe Biden said that Trump's undermining of public confidence could make people reluctant to take a vaccine. Running mate Kamala Harris said that she would not solely trust Trump's promises about the safety of a vaccine released before the election. Yesterday, however, Dr. Anthony Fauci said that it is, quote, unlikely that there would be a vaccine available before Election Day. That was Stephanie Allen reporting. Stocks on Wall Street rallied today after a three-day losing streak. The Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 439 points. The Nasdaq rose 293 points. And the S&P 500 gained 67 points. It's currently 82 degrees outside, mostly cloudy, with a low of 73 tonight. The high for tomorrow is 87 degrees, with a low of 73. I'm Warjalis, and you're listening to WUSC News. It's 6.06. Spurs up, mass up, Gamecocks. I'm University of South Carolina student body president, Izzy Rushton. And I'm President Bob Caslin. Let's prevent the spread of COVID-19. Keep your distance, no matter the location. Get tested. Wash your hands. Wear face coverings. In class and on campus, in restaurants, and in every social setting around Columbia. And take the I Pledge Columbia promise. We are Gamecocks, so Spurs up. Masks up, Gamecocks. We'll We'll get get through through this. this. Together. And welcome, welcome back to the third edition of Hot Topics right here from WUSC News. As always, I am Flynn Snyder. And I'm Trey Margin. Trey, how are you doing today? Doing good. It's, it's good to be back on week three, episode three. It is. We got some good content coming up. That's for right. Him. We have a great show ahead today, and it's I can't believe it's already week three. Yes. Uh, Time is flying by. I think it's because of all the work that we've had to do, yeah. just like with schoolwork. Um, not necessarily with this show. This show, I, I felt like, has been one of the better things. This about has been this one of the semester. easier parts of my schedule during the yes, day. Yes, definitely. I enjoy it. Yes, but we are going to start off today's show with talking about the career and life of uh, Chadwick Boseman, who, as many of you know, was an actor who... Uh, unfortunately passed away a couple weeks ago after a four-year-long battle with uh, colon cancer. And uh, he played many influential roles, including that of James Brown, um, and of course, most famously, Black Panther in the Marvel franchise. Um, And definitely uh, a tragic loss in 2020, um, as if 2020 wasn't already filled with enough bad things already. Yes, I just wish we could kind of get out of this year. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, when you think about the past 4 years, some of the movies that he has been in, um since 2016, uh he was in uh Captain America Civil War, uh Marshall, uh Black Panther, two Avengers movies, 21 Bridges, The Five Bloods. Um and he actually has uh, t- uh one other movie completed that has not been released yet. Interesting. So, just truly remarkable how much he was able to accomplish while still battling cancer. I was going to say, and I feel like that just puts more, like, merit behind his work. The fact that he was able, because, you know, you look at, like, a movie like Black Panther or, or even, you know, 42. Um, those weren't, like, non-physically grueling movies. Like, he had to, like, work for those movies, you know? So just to be able to put in all that physical work to film those movies while battling colon cancer as severely as he did, it just, I think it adds so much more value to this work of art. Yes, um, and he was just a very motivating person as well. I mean, he was a great fit for the character of T'Challa. 
um, in Black Panther just because, like, whenever he spoke, I wanted to listen. Right. Um, he was a graduate of Howard University, obviously a great HBCU. Um, and uh, while speaking to press at uh, the 2019 NAACP Awards, um, he said that he felt like acting was like living his true purpose. Um, and this is a quote from him. He said, the thing about purpose is that it unfolds to you more and more every day. You could be living in what was revealed to you at a particular time. Then you might get stagnated because there's more that you're supposed to do. It doesn't just stop as you do one thing. Um, mm. So, I mean, he was just like a very wise and a very inspirational yeah. person. Um, and I think Marvel and just all of these movies couldn't have picked a better person. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's we would be remiss to mention that he was a South Carolina native, born and raised in Anderson, which is in the upstate. And uh, I believe, you know, a couple of days after his passing, the state house grounds were flying their flags at half staff in his memory, in his honor, which I thought was really neat and, and cool way to honor him. Um, and it was interesting because I didn't know he was from South Carolina. Um, so, yes. So he is uh, from Anderson, South Carolina, you know, up, you know, going more towards Clemson. Yeah. Um, but just another uh, add that to the list of very accomplished South Carolinians. A lot of people might not think that this state is very big, but there are a lot of different people that have made a lot of waves throughout history that have, uh, you know, come from this state. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, you he inspired so many, like, kids through his role in Black Panther, especially because, you know, he, he's had a lot of um, biographical roles where he played these major icons like James Brown. And but I feel like Black Panther was really where he made like an A-list name for himself. And exactly. it was really like, you know, I feel like once you enter like the superhero realm, like every kid just looks at you like a god almost, you know, so it was really cool to see him go to these visits for children that were battling illnesses in hospitals and really just give them that like piece of inspiration and motivation all while he was kind of battling the same thing. I think that just kind of speaks to just the type of person he was, not only actor. Yes, exactly. And I remember back when uh, Black Panther first came out, um, I'm a huge NBA fan, so it, it came out like the same weekend as I think NBA All-Star Weekend. Um, and so I was just watching like the slam dunk competition and the all-star game. And it was just, you know, his face was everywhere. And to know yeah. that he was from South Carolina, he was from, you know, a town that's similar to where we are, um, was very inspirational. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So definitely a big loss for 2020. I think a lot of people look to him for inspiration, especially during these times. And so the fact that we lost him too soon was definitely very tragic. But one thing that I know is for sure is that his body of work is going to live on for generations to come. Without a doubt. Absolutely. Uh, but we're going to switch gears now and talk about something a little more local to Columbia and something that might be a little bit of a relief for many people listening, those eager to uh, get out and listen to some live music uh, in the city. Uh, Historic Columbia, which is a nonprofit organization here in the city that is dedicated to kind of preserving Columbia and Richland County's historic um, and cultural heritage, they are kind of putting on a outdoor socially distanced concert coming up next month. It was just announced, and musicians, uh, excuse me, musicians from the South Carolina Philharmonic are joining Historic Columbia, and they are going to uh, put on put on a concert. Um, and they describe it as light classics at the, and this is kind of cool, the Gardens of the Hampton Preston House, which is a very historic mansion here in Columbia that has been in the city for 
many, many, many years. A very well-known historic place, and the gardens there are beautiful. So really cool to get a Philharmonic experience in the gardens at the uh, Hampton Preston House. Yes, that's incredible, and it it seems unique too. Um, yeah, I, did stuff like this happen? Like, do you know if it happened before coronavirus? You know, I was going to say it was opportunity? like coronavirus. While bad as it is, has given some interesting opportunities for musicians to kind of perform in ways that we really have never seen before we talked week one about like the socially distanced music festival last week with the you know vmas that were performed on these like huge skyscrapers in new york and now this week you get to like see the philharmonic of south carolina in the gardens of the uh um hampton preston mansion i mean that's pretty neat if you ask me you know yes yeah, so where um kind of in columbia do you know where the hampton preston mansion I think is it's located over more don't quote me on this because i'm not quite sure but it's i believe it is more over towards the bull street district um and the concert is uh going at six and will uh, last approximately about an hour uh they say you know bring your own blanket and chairs you know pack a picnic if you like make a nice uh picnic out of it um, but this is the most important part. Tickets are required. And of course, because of the social distancing space is very limited. Uh, and I actually, they're actually located on uh, Blanding Street, 1615 Blanding Street. Uh, yes. For anyone that's interested. I was just pulling that up kind of yeah. over towards the township. There, yeah, there you go. Um, so, yeah, you can purchase um, tickets on Historic Columbia's website. And uh, if you are interested, I mean, that sounds like definitely a fun event to go to, especially since if you're like just craving any type of live music at all right now, like. I feel like I could like I don't even listen to like bluegrass that much. If somebody took me to a bluegrass festival right now, I'd probably be the happiest person in the world just that I get to listen to live music. Yes, definitely. And I believe I've actually been to um, something out in that area. It might have been the Oyster Fest. Yes. Uh, does the Oyster Fest take place in that same area? I'm not sure if it's in the same area, but the Oyster Fest is a huge thing. And unfortunately, I believe it was postponed this year. But it like I researched it a little while back and i was surprised at just how big oyster fest is in columbia oh yes so if it is in the same area that i'm thinking about which yeah. there are a lot of very nice areas you know <laughs> uh for live music and for these events um i had a lot of fun out there it was nice and open um there's a lot of trees too so um if i uh if i recall it was kind of a little rainy that day uh but because there were a lot of trees it wasn't too bad of, you know, a day. We were kind of able to have some cover. Yeah. Um, and especially, you know, with this event being next month, it'll be more in the fall, so yeah. it won't be as hot outside. Absolutely. Um, and, and it sounds like a, a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, just for anyone listening out there that doesn't necessarily know what Historic Columbia is, they kind of have, like, a really cool way of describing themselves. Um, so they make up, uh, like, their whole kind of... I guess exhibits that they have are just historic houses located all around the city and uh, you know historic gardens as well that are really beautifully maintained and they call themselves a museum under many roofs so it's kind of like a sprawling museum throughout the city that you can just go and explore all these different places and I think slowly but surely more places are opening up a lot of their mansions are opening back up and I know their gardens actually are opened up as well so definitely check that out if you'd like there are tons of sites around Columbia for you to check out and uh now you can listen to some music out there as well. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm excited to hear more about that. Yeah, ex absolutely. But uh, Trey, we have a very cool interview coming up this show. Why don't you tell everybody what we have coming up after the break? Yes, so I'm very excited. We have my friend Josh Willoughby. He is the owner and co-founder of Market on Main Street, a popular restaurant that opened recently here in Columbia. We're going to talk a little bit about how he handled coronavirus and what his plans are moving forward with the restaurant. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's coming up after the break. You're listening to Hot Topics right here on WUSC News. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Back here on Hot Topics at WUSC, I'm Trey Martin, joined by Flynn Snyder, and I'm very excited to welcome a special guest onto our show. His name is Josh Willoughby, and he is the co-founder of Market on Main Street. Josh, can you hear me? Yes, I can, Trey. All right, perfect. Josh, well, it was uh, nice meeting you today. Josh is an awesome guy, Um, and he also told us right before we went on that he went to that school in the upstate. He is a uh, Clemson grad, so uh, hopefully we can make you feel welcome down here in Columbia. Yes, y'all, y'all always do, so I definitely appreciate that. Um, obviously, I'm a, a Tiger, but, uh, you know, I love, uh, love USC, and, um, you know, we got a lot, of, uh, a lot of people that are supporting us right now that uh, have been to USC or go to USC, and, um, you know, we look forward to showing a lot of the games on our Jumbotron, and, doing a lot of things that really help, um, you know, USC in general. So let's just start off by explaining, you know, Market on Main. So Market on Main is not just a restaurant. Whenever I was looking at it and whenever I've been there, it, it's not just a place where you can go and you sit down and you get food. Kind of tell us, you know, what makes Market on Main different from some other restaurants? Yeah, so it's got a lot of different aspects to it, uh, which I think is why it's, you um, such a cool and interesting place because it's very multifaceted. So we do have, um, you know, a large gourmet kitchen. We've got a wraparound deli case where we do a lot of uh, sides, cheeses, charcuteries from all over the world, Um, a lot of different desserts. Uh, We have a fantastic bar, um, and we have a big outdoor venue, which has made it, um, you know, very, very useful um, during this whole pandemic. Um, but um, probably the biggest element to it um, of it is the entertainment aspect of the business, which is really kind of the traffic driver of it. Um, and that's really centered around our stage uh, where we can have a lot of uh, local artists um, and some even larger acts as well. Um, and also a, a gigantic uh, jumbotron, um, which is not um, typical for, for most uh, restaurants, um, but it's something that we thought would be um, certainly very attractive um, and would um, – be a successful part of our marketing strategy. Oh yes, and so I like I said I've been to Market on Main and that jumbotron really does catch your attention. You know, even when you're outside you're like, "Wow, that that's interesting. Oh, yeah. I kind of want to see, you know, what's going on there." Uh but yes, your outdoor setup is uh incredible. You've got an outdoor bar, lawn chairs, they've got uh seating arrangements of all sorts so they can fit different kinds of parties. Um, so tell me, uh, you know, how has that kind of helped you guys, uh, deal with coronavirus? Well, it's been really critical. Um, typically on any given night or day when the restaurant is open, uh, we're not really seating that many people inside. Um, even though we do offer a small amount of indoor dining, 
Um, most people are coming and they're always requesting to sit outside, um, which, you know, makes sense given everything going on. Um, and so it's really been, you know, a saving grace for us. Um, I know a lot of other restaurants have had to, you know, set up temporary tents outside of their restaurants. So it seems kind of the way things are going right now with restaurants is there's a huge focus on expanding into streets and expanding into side parking lots and things like that, putting up tents. Um, so it's really um, just given us a, a pretty massive advantage um, in that regard, um, which um, you know we're we're hoping to capitalize on. Um, obviously, there's still um, things that we're we're worried about and concerned about, and we do have to. Um, help protect the public in terms of diminishing the capacity that we can let into the market um, in terms of spacing tables out um, and all those things. So if you are um, interested in coming down, uh, we do ask that you do get a reservation. Um, you may have to wait if you come without one. Um, so um, just some things to, uh, to think about. Well, yes, and so so many stories these days are about local businesses and how they're struggling throughout the coronavirus pandemic. But as you said, it seems like Market on Main um, ha has really seen an opportunity um, in all of this. Uh, what were some of the things that, um, as a small business owner, you had to go through? It'd be cool to kind of get a, f a first person perspective of some of the things that you know your average customer might not think about. Yeah, certainly. I mean, anytime you open up any sort of business, um, there's a whole myriad of different obstacles um, that you have to overcome. Um, and for me, being this is the first time that I've opened up a business, um, I didn't know a lot about the things that I was going to even be encountering. Um, so it was a lot of uh, learning on the fly, um, you know, a lot of uh, trial and error, a lot of getting things wrong and then having to correct them. Um, so there is a lot of that. Um, and the main thing is to just not give up hope. Um, you got to really be able to force yourself to just say, this is going to work out. We're going to make it work out. We're going to do the best that we possibly can with this situation, uh, regardless of what's going on. Um, and you, you're able to build a group of people around you that you can um, inspire and trust, and they'll really help you accomplish, um, accomplish your goals. Well, that's awesome. Um, and so uh, one thing that you mentioned earlier, that is something that Market on Main is trying to pursue is, is the entertainment, um, specifically music. Um, so tell me what your thought process was kind of behind that and what are some of your goals uh, going forward for you know the, the partnership between Market on Main and the Columbia music scene? Yeah, definitely. So uh, the biggest thing that we want to do um, from a music perspective is we do want to kind of create um, like a farm uh, a farm um, perspective, I guess, in terms of being able to develop um, local musicians. Um, we do want to have, obviously, some bigger acts as well, um, and we're starting to book those up. So this coming fall, we've got some really great shows of some more kind of regional or national acts that are going to be coming in on your kind of like Friday, Saturday nights. Um, but then on, on Sundays, um, we're hoping to have that more set aside for, um, for our local lineups um, and some Thursday nights as well, um, just to kind of really support that. Um, that's been a big thing, again, during the pandemic as well. Um, you know, just local artists not having gigs to perform at, those types of things. So, um, you know, it's been really a, an honor for us to be able to, to be in a position to, to do what we're doing because a lot of people are really struggling. And so to be able to help those local artists out, 
um, and give them gigs that they normally may not have and particularly wouldn't have during a pandemic. Um, it just it's really, really quite nice to be able to, to do that. Well, yes. And, and all of the interviews that we've had so far on this show, we've seen that uh, there's been a lot of opportunities that have come about with this pandemic. Uh, it's brought about a lot of bad things, but um, it's nice to see that there are people making the most out of it. Uh, so, yes, Market on Main, always trying to promote some live music. Uh, it seems like every time I've been walking around the Main Street area on a weekend, I've heard something going on over there. So, uh, most importantly, though, it is a restaurant. Tell us what kind of food you guys have. You know, what, what would people be able to get if they sat down, you know, if they came for like a brunch or a dinner or something like that? Yeah, so we, we have an amazing brunch, um, and that's really a, a tribute to our uh, chef, Howard Stevens. Um, he does an amazing job with a bunch of different specials. So our brunch is, is really quite spectacular, and that runs on Saturdays and Sundays from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Um, but in terms of just the regular menu, um, obviously we have really great salads during the day at lunch. Um, and then probably our number one item, our number one item is um, our burger. Our mom burger is just a, a big two ounce or two five ounce patties um, of grass fed beef. Uh, it's probably it's the best burger that I've ever had. Um, and it's certainly something that you should try. Uh, we have a special night on Tuesday night where you can get it half off price as well. Um, so if you're going to try that out for the first time, come to Market on Main on Tuesday nights for that. Um, tonight we do have karaoke and half off um, cheese and charcuterie boards. Um, so Wednesday, Tuesday and Wednesdays are your deal nights, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday um, are your your live music entertainment nights. Well, I I ate lunch like six hours ago. I am super hungry now yeah. that you say all. Trey that. and I <laughs> are in the studio right now, and we were just saying we were like, this guy is making us so hungry right now. But the food sounds really, really great. Well, head yes. on over, and uh, you guys could maybe even do a little karaokeing tonight. Who knows? Ah, perfect. Yes. Well, Josh, thank you so much uh, for sitting down with us. That's gonna do it for this week's episode of Hot Topics. Make sure to tune in every Wednesday at 6 p.m. for the week's biggest stories in arts, music, and entertainment news in Columbia and beyond. Hot Topics is a production by WUSC News and Garnet Media Group and is produced by Troy Dassing and Ward Jollis. Be sure to tune in to Politically Inclined from WUSC News every Monday at 6 and Headline every Friday at 6 p.m. I've been Flint Snyder. And I've been Trey Martin. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. And remember to keep it hot.